I had a fun thing happen on Sunday. Um, oh. I was out taking a walk. I was out taking a walk and I, I got you got a little peckish. So I popped up my phone to see what was, uh, you know, what was around me. And I found a spot, you know, you know, around the block, block and a half away or something uh, called Gyropolis. This, <laughs> this Greek place. <laughs> ah, the lost city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, I could go for a year. Oh, let's go to Gyropolis. Uh, <laughs> I get there, it's this little hole in the wall, and I'm like, all right, looks, yeah, like this is exactly what I expected from Gyropolis. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I get in, you go through this little hallway, and uh, you come out, you come out the other end into a surprisingly fancy restaurant, <laughs> and Whoa. it's just full of Mexican, like, middle-class Mexican families all, all you know, f- having some fine dining. And, wow. uh I'm just there. I'm just there for a euro, but uh, I'm, I'm committed at this point. And so I sit down. I sit down, and it was uh, not that cheap, but you know, by uh, by the economic standards of Mexico, I got out for like under fifteen bucks, which is you That's know pretty good still. Yeah, but the euro wasn't really a fifteen. Like you know, it, it, you'd be a little miffed. Wait, but, they uh, were charging euros for it? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, why? This, we were having such a nice time <laughs> at the. At, I pictured us at brunch. I'm sipping a mimosa. Roy's telling us all about the fun thing that happened, and then you had to come in and just fart at the table, Austin. I just. <laughs> but uh, why do we bring you to brunch? <laughs> without getting too mired into the to the actual cost of of, of eating, I just was so <laughs> so surprised to walk into a just a fancy restaurant when I thought I was going to Gyropolis. <laughs> yeah. right. Some sort of like. Secret Greek Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, like well, a, I, I sort of pictured a Chuck E. Cheese, a Greek Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckios. <laughs> well, it's like a speakeasy, but for for lamb and and pita. <laughs> Charles you know, Euripides cheese. You've got a you've got a, a front that looks different, and then you walk in, and then suddenly there's a butler taking your coat. That's. <laughs> Welcome to Tyropolis. (laughs) Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And I'm Rory. And uh, today we we've uh, well we've we're, we you know we we've gone past the point of no return. Our cars went up off the ramp, and damn it, we're gonna cross this fucking Grand Canyon. In terms and, of uh, in terms of oh, is this the actual theme? Yeah. I thought this was a metaphor, and this I apologize is the theme, for stomping baby. on it. We're in a great <laughs> van going over the Grand Canyon. I was gonna say that this week is kind of uh, if you if you had a a bingo card for cartoon podcasts, we're finally giving away the free square this week. <laughs> finally doing it. You, if you've been waiting, if you've been holding out on that blackout for four years, get ready because you're about to win bingo. Well, we have a lot of time to play bingo uh, in the established theme that I made. Yeah, well, we're careening over. <laughs> we're careening well, over g- the Grand Canyon. 
It's going to take us quite a while to cross the canyon. We got a lot of speed. We built up on the ramp. I think we just, I think we're hoping that we get across. Um, well, so because you were driving the bingo bus, I assume. This is the bus. <laughs> It's the bingo bus where you play bingo and then there's a driver. It's an extreme sport, but if you really just want to look outside the window and play bingo, you can do that too. Like, you know, like there's a driver and then there's a guy with the rolling ball cage and he's like, B49. And then all the people sitting down, you mm-hmm. know, at inside the breast of the bus uh, play bingo. The, sorry, the breast of the bus? The breast. Yeah. In the breast of the bus. In the breast of the bus. Sounds like an like a like a classic American lit book or or something. I cool. Look. No. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like. Just you, you dropped in the breast of the bus on me and I'm still reeling. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh this week we are starting something. As Rory mentioned, this is a free space. We've always meant to get back around to the Batman juice. And, you know, because we did... I, remind me, we watched a, a, a Batman animated series episode or two for, like, a we Halloween did, special? Yeah, we did, like, one episode for a Halloween special. And is that was, the only I, time? I think that's the only time. It was about as much as we wanted to dip in just, I don't know, out of out of either feeling like we're going to do it later full tilt or that we just kind of knew that what's been said has been said about Batman, mm-hmm. the animated series, and we don't have anything to add to it. Other it's than been discussed it pretty good. Item. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, everyone, everyone loves Batman TAS, like everyone. So yeah, like... we've also talked to like half the production staff at this point on our <laughs> podcast. So, uh, yeah, you know, and so this is so we are we are returning to Batman. We're going back to the Batman well, but uh, we we're doing it a little different. We're watching Batman Beyond for at least a couple weeks. Hell yeah! And I'm very 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 excited about it. I I got to tell you when I was watching this earlier this evening, uh, I was just smiling ear to ear because I was so pleased to see that this show held up. I loved it so much when I was a kid, and I just I got all those like rabid fan feelings again. Like I started getting that fan fiction itch and I was like, no, 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 no. You're not 13 mm. anymore, Andy. I think there's, yeah. yeah, I think there's only one element of this show that really doesn't hold up, but it really isn't that impactful on the oh, show. I'm at, excited at to large. hear about it. Well, it's Sway, dog, or Sway, whatever it is that it's <laughs> Sway or Sway. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, uh, well, invented slang. You gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I was also enjoying this watch and i was also sort of going back to my feelings of watching it at the time and i was trying to i don't know work backwards and try to figure out why i didn't like really get all the way into batman beyond and i loved like i love i remember watching those original episodes like the beginning the premiere and all that kind of stuff being into it Mm -hmm. but i was i was trying to work backwards on like i loved batman the animated series my brother and i were like about as into it as you could possibly be and I was curious and I was realizing that there was a time when that sort of Batman brand kind of exploded a little bit. Like it, it, it leaped, you know, it kind of, they almost diluted the brand a little bit. And I was looking at the history of the shows, the, like the Kevin Conroy verse, you know, the like well, Kevin Conroy Batman. I think fans call it the Tim verse because of okay. Bruce Tim's involvement right. in most of them. 
Sure. But, but, uh, but I don't want to correct you, Austin. No, no, no. Of course. You're right. <laughs> but uh, when, so I was looking at it. So from 1992 to 1995, we had Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little break in 1996 with no like new Batman content. And then in 1997, it went kind of nuts. Like it went, they did the new Batman adventures with the mm-hmm. same people. And they did Superman the Animated Series. And both of those went for a couple of years including the like world's finest like team up Batman Superman yep. movie yep mm-hmm. uh they did i don't know it was just like a bunch of shit happened around that time and yeah. i think i think new batman adventures was where i fell off because that's the one that had like kid kid robin and and some other stuff in it right more regularly yeah to, yeah, yeah batgirl was in every episode because yep. apparently according to the trivia the producers were like we love batgirl we're all about batgirl you need to show batgirl <laughs> it says yeah batgirl appears in, in nearly every new episode for three reasons kenner wanted to do a line of toys they wanted to take advantage of the publicity for her being in batman and robin and they just love batgirl it's, it's a pretty great girl. it's a pretty great uh you know model and costume at the time like the yeah mm-hmm. it's got a little it's got that poppy yellow it's, yeah yeah the it's purple pretty good. The, yeah not to uh, not to detract from your uh, your possible, uh, you know, malaise over the current the state of Batman as a seven year old or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think there's a there's also another explanation that's always present when it's like, is why didn't I watch this show? I would have loved this show. And you have to kind of be mindful that every single Saturday morning cartoon had a competitor in the exact same time slot. Mm hmm. You know, that's like you True. just maybe liked a different show more that was over on Fox. Yeah, yep. I don't feel like I was always on Kids WB. You know, like I didn't. That's where I was bouncing around there. Yeah. Oh, I was, oh baby, I had it. I had it down to a science. I was bouncing back and forth like a little, like a little tennis pro. I mean, mm-hmm. I bounced back and forth a little bit, but Kids WB had Pokemon, and what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> like, what are you gonna fucking do when Kids WB has Pokemon? <laughs> sure. Well, if you were like me, if you were a weirdo like me and you're watching Digimon <laughs> over on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, there's a weird thing that happens, and I don't know if it was just me, but I got so... And I, again, I can't really explain this other than that's just how I behaved as a child. But as soon as a show changed its art style, I just... I don't know what it was. It was like, what are you you're trying to feed to me? me? Yeah, it's like what are you trying <laughs> like to do? Like a feed little me? grandpa, little little angry guy, little angry grandpa, just like I hate change. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, I'm not really sure, but it was like this isn't Batman the animated series. What is this new shit? Although uh, you know what's funny, I I remember it looking more different, and I was surprised how much DNA they kept in the art when oh, I sorry, sat I'm talking back about down new, to new it. Batman Adventures. Oh 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 oh, which. And and I was actually a little uh, redeemed because I read, it says, many of the characters took on different designs for the series, most notably the Joker. Many fans of the previous yeah. series had trouble accepting the new designs. <laughs> had uh, trouble accepting it. <laughs> yeah. They went to therapy, they talked get it with out, the time and they just zone, couldn't man. get there. I'm six! <laughs> <laughs> I'm six and I hate it. Why does the Joker look different? Not my Joker. Right. I mean, the one that freaked me out, right, is when they ended the the dcau as it was right uh the the dc animated universe when they sort of like broke free of that and did a batman reboot with i think the show after after that was the batman there was the uh, batman ap- and directly I, after batman beyond was the batman yeah so when the batman happened that was a much more dramatic redesign of batman himself and that's when i would noped out of there because of the art right right 
but yeah, for 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 Kevin Conroy though, like we had this Batman Beyond, and then it went mm-hmm. directly into Justice League, and then Justice yep. League Unlimited until yeah, like two thousand and six. So, so the the list of shows that are all canon to each other in this universe, just in case you were curious, right? I mean, I know I was curious. Rory's probably not curious, but he can zone out for a second. We got Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, New Batman Adventures, as we've mentioned. Then we've got Static Shock uh, as well in in that sort of like same time period-ish, uh, as well as Justice League moving forward a little bit and, and then following by Justice Un- Justice League Unlimited. And then in the future timeline, uh, I think it's about a 20 to 40 year difference. I don't remember exactly, but uh, uh, in the future timeline of Batman Beyond, we got Batman Beyond and its spinoff, The Zeta Project. And right. on top of that, there were various movies, the Batman movies. There, uh, Batman Beyond had its own movie, Return of the Joker. And uh, it even Batman Beyond still has a comic book line. And I'm I'm pretty sure fans, like especially after like the new 52 reboot, I think it's very unclear whether or not the current comic book run is still technically canon to the Bruce Tim cartoons. But I don't really care about that. That gets completely out of the scope of what I give a shit about. But just to say that this brand is enduring. Uh, obviously Batman is, but even just this subset of like alt canon Batman beyond Terry McGinnis in the future is still enduring because people love this show so much. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too, because, you know, when this show was coming out, like it was still, I remember just kind of seeing all Batman shows kind of all at once, you know, like they were showing (laughs) like. Batman animated series and reruns and you're catching that. And then you'd be like, oh, is the Warner Brothers logo going to turn into a a Zeppelin with the lights and do the bank robbery? Or is it going to be like, (laughs) you know, some new weird shit, you know? uh, So anyway, there's just there's a lot like a lot of this shit was happening. Batman was going nuts. Um, Yeah. And And I loved it. It's a good show. Yeah, it's it's a good show. Yeah, I mean, if we haven't said this already, and if you have, you know, if you're living under a Batman rock, <laughs> which is a weird sentence I decided to say, but if you're living under a Batman rock, the idea that we'll get a lot more into when we switch segments is is that this is a future timeline. Batman, Bruce Wayne is really old, and he's given up being Batman, and then there's a new hotness uh, teen who becomes Batman working under Bruce Wayne in a future where there's a whole bunch of like, you know, Gotham's gone kind of cyberpunk. Yeah. And I it's have, dope. I have one last bit of trivia before we mm. jump in, but this is yes. the origin of the show itself, the creation of the show. So it says the idea for this show came from the office of Jamie Kilner, who is head of programming at WB after he had a meeting with the crew of the new Batman adventures. And he told them they were doing a great job on the series, but <laughs> Uh, it skews a bit old and the WB would really like to retrofit Batman to get the, more the kid demographic higher. That's what it says to get more the kid demographic higher uh, to make sure the kids watch. <laughs> the crew thought they would have to bring in another sidekick, but Keldner told them they want an all new show with a teenage Batman. Keldner told them that the series had been greenlit and they can start working on it immediately. Wow. The crew was a bit shell shocked when they were asked to do a teenage Batman and even thought about quitting. But uh, one of the producers, Glenn Murakami, was enthusiastic and convinced everybody to do the show. So, so yeah, and it like, wasn't for right, kids. Really. Team Batman, let's do it. You start tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Again, love, love new Batman. You're doing great. I love Nightwing and all these fun characters. Batwoman, huge fans. Uh, Batgirl, just love her. Uh, but Team Batman starting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's crazy. Especially yeah. because they, the direction they took it is is decidedly like dark and upsetting. Yeah. It's not yeah. really great for the kid demo. <laughs> no, man, it's dark as shit. All right. Hold on. This segment's getting a little long, but I want to interrupt in case, just in case, we talked about this on the Discord really briefly. Rory. We do the new segment? Do we want to do a new segment? I the Sorbo of the Week? The Sorbo of the Week, everybody. <laughs> this, uh, this I don't is... think I'm in on this. I have no idea what's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, the 2022 Sorbo of the Week, everybody. Uh, Saturday morning, Tuesdays, uh, every week uh, for the year of 2022, we'll be honoring the most Kevin Sorbo the, you know, person in the news, in pop culture. <laughs> Uh, and we're gonna be we're gonna essentially be once a week telling a celebrity they can't listen to our podcast, right? And we're just gonna like, grow that just list. like Kevin Sorbo is not allowed to listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, those added to the to the sor to the the Sorbonauts will also be excluded. <laughs> be handed be handed the golden Sorbo statuette. Kevin and the Sorbonauts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, we did not. We did not talk about this ahead of time. Do you have any? Do you have a nominee? I legit did, and it's and I sort of haven't been thinking about it today. It sort of escaped me. Let me try to remember who it was going to be. Because mine uh, was going to. I have three options. If sure, if you, don't. you can. We we can we can absolutely do one of yours. Okay, here's my three options. We can pick one this Ooh, week to say get out of here, Sorbo. We got Evangeline Lilly, the mm. anti-vax queen. We've got Gwyneth Paltrow getting into NFTs. And we got Chris Brown still beating up women. I think we gotta uh, go after we have to go to Gwen. Why you know, why why pick? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with three. All three of you, you can't listen to our podcast. Get out of here, Sarbos. And, and, and that we're 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 filling in for the for a few weeks of the podcast we've already done this year. So that makes total sense. Uh-huh. So uh, adding now to the list of people who can't listen to our podcast, you've become honorary Sorbos. Uh, please, please take your statuette and never come back. Never, <laughs> <laughs> never talk to me or my son and ever again. Eventually, Lily Eventually, Lily, Chris Brown, you are the Sorbo of the week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> now let's dive right in. Okay, everybody, Batman Beyond, episode one, Rebirth, part one. Now, Rory, sorry, I'm going to pause you just really quick, because mm. I do want to know where we're doing on the bingo bus, and if, you know, if it's, <laughs> if uh, we're still sort of mid-air, or? Uh, it, canonically, have we already taken off, or are oh, we? Oh, yeah, are absolutely. We, okay, so I would say, I would say we, we've, we've crested the canyon, and are now on the descent. Uh, Hello We've reached there. the zenith. Hello, it's uh, me on a hot air balloon. You you might think it could be going nuts in the bingo bus with all these chips and and you know flying everywhere, but we we thought ahead. Everybody's just got stamps for their bingo cards. Nobody's nobody's uh, using Tic Tacs or almonds to. to Are you playing sort of bingo in there? 
<laughs> yeah, we gotta oh. talk to this sort of dirigible, oh, some sort of dirigible man. Oh no, you're sort of old timey Zeppelin man. Wait, be hello now, Hello, goodbye. Oh, I hope you make it to the other side. Uh, well, now, now that the Zeppelin-er hey, has, has come and gone. Uh, hey, Rory, so if <laughs> yeah. I know this is not the time, but I did, I think I did just win bingo. I think I did just get bingo. Uh, and you know what that means? You got bingo. Does you that mean got, my you prize got the is shit bingoed out of you out of the, on the bingo box? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've become our first honorary bingo ballast and we're going to chuck you out of the bus for weight so that oh. we can make sure we get to the other side. I, I mean, I won't. Okay. I won't change much, but. <laughs> but I would as a before I, I leave the bus can you tell me about episode one of Batman Beyond <laughs> yeah I would love to so this is episode one of Batman Beyond Rebirth part one uh, in the year 2019 love it when this happens don't you love this yeah you just love it when the future is the past <laughs> uh, Bruce Wayne the original Batman uh, retires due to failing health when his rescue of a kidnapped woman nearly goes wrong, and he must resort to almost using a gun. The ultimate sin in his eyes. 20 years later, in, 20 th- in 2039, Terrence Terry McGinnis discovers Batman's identity after the aging Bruce Wayne helps him fight off a gang of Joker's street punks enamored by the original clown prince of crime. After Terry's father is murdered, uh, Terry seeks Bruce's help to avenge him. Uh, boy, talking about yeah. wait, giving away the midpoint. but yes that does happen in this episode yeah uh i want to i have a thought that i want to start with i'm interested to hear what you have to think have to say about it i don't know if this is particularly revolutionary but it strikes me on rewatch how much terry mcginnis is like trying to have your cake and eat it too by combining the most popular properties from dc and marvel and essentially making a spider-man batman Uh, yeah i was gonna say he has a real spider-man energy (laughs) Uh, you know, the, the, the teen who could have, who wishes he could have stopped his dad from being murdered, you know, uh-huh. he's got like a redheaded with... uh, jock rival at school. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of his, a lot of his drama is about balancing his school life against, you know, his persona against his, uh, responsibilities as, as a Batman, as a Spider-Man. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> and he definitely like, fucks. Yeah he, yeah. he fucks canonically. Yeah. No, there's, I, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of like. It's a smart combo. It is. Yeah. yeah. And Terry's not a piece of shit. Like, Terry's cool. Yeah. Yeah. In 1999, Terry was everything I wanted to become. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you mean Will Friedel from Boy Meets World? (laughs) My idol? (laughs) Ron Stoppable from Kim Possible? Anyway, um, he is interesting to me in a lot of ways. I love it when you notice you've gone too far (laughs) mid-sentence. (laughs) <laughs> just bail <laughs> yeah well what else is new on this fucking show you guys i basically do i'm just pants down as as a default here on this podcast <laughs> um no i guess what what i like about terry is that he's already competent like he's clearly already kind of a scrapper and a fighter to start with uh, mm-hmm. He, without a suit, beats the absolute ever-loving shit out of some of these Joker gang members. And I think it's fun. I, and I think it lends some credence to why he's able to pick up the Batman shtick, shtick so fast. Right. Yeah. I also, speaking of the Batman shtick, 
like the intro for this episode, the sort of, I don't know, the cold open, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, for this show fucking rips. Like it's yeah. so good. This like prequel or uh, this prologue where we see like a 50 something Bruce Wayne, uh, yeah. 50s, 60s, maybe. And it's a reveal later, right? Like we see this right. whole first sequence as him with him in costume, and it's a reveal later that when he pulls off his mask, he's graying and visibly middle aged, and you're like, "Oh snap!" Right. This Even though old. he, I mean, he's in the Beyond suit, so you know, no cape, and he's got the red insignia. It's sort of like yeah, but if up. you've got tuned in yeah. sight unseen to Batman Beyond and you don't know what's going to happen, it's just a redesigned Batman suit. He doesn't right. look any different. He just has a different logo. This could be five years after Batman TAS for right. all we know, right? Yeah. He's also like clutching his chest and, you know, he's mm-hmm. coughing up blood and he's like having a rough time. Uh, but yeah, he's coming in to kind of do like a, a classic Batman caper. You know, he's he's fighting some kidnappers and saving a, a hostage. And the, the crux of this, like uh, as Rory mentioned in the synopsis, uh, he's... He's down and he's he's like getting beat by a wrench and he's like dying. You know, he might yeah. lose this fight because he keeps, you know, he's got a heart condition and there's there's just a gun on the ground and he picks it up and points it at the goon like he's and he's just completely beside himself for doing this. And I really love this because we already saw the physical reasons why he can't be Batman anymore. Mm-hmm. And to to a lesser show, that would be enough to just like, oh, I'm too old to be Batman because I got sure. a heart problem. So I'm going to stop being Batman. But that's that's just not a good enough reason, because Bruce is going to, you know, kill himself with doing this job no matter what. Like he's going to, you know, he's he's going to his body. He'll always put his body on the line to do what's right. You know, it's got to be something worse. It's got to be something deeper and darker for him yeah. to stop being Batman for 20 fucking years. Uh, and it's that he picks up a gun and he almost uses it. And, and that's just such a good, like, it's such a good kickoff point for him to then, like, you see his back cave and you see all the like suits of the people before him. And you're like, did they all die? Like what's going on? And then he shuts out the lights and he's like, never again. 20 years later. Yeah, man. You know, they're, they've been talking about for years they've been talking about like oh what is batman beyond but live action and i have a feeling that if it's ever going to happen it'll be in the next five years and it'll be with michael keaton yeah I and know. That's, yeah and i think that there's talk i mean because i know that they've signed him for the flash movie that's coming up i think he's in it as like an older i i really don't remember right like i i don't know if flash goes into the future we meet an older bruce wayne and it's and it's uh michael keaton or what but i I would not be surprised if we don't, you know, by 2025, 2027, somewhere in there, we have not seen this in live action because I feel like they've it's like it's just sitting on the table. This drama mm-hmm. that you just described is fucking cool. And I'd yeah. love to see it in 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 live action. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, not to go on a full tangent, but yeah, the amount of like really good DC iconic DC stories that are just, as you said, just sitting on the table. <laughs> uh that like the animation department has done like really well and just like some some really cool like infinity war level like iconic stories that just nobody's decided to do yeah uh, is is you know is a shame and it seems like if anybody could get their shit together at DC 
uh, <clears throat> they would do them. Yeah, instead we're about to get the darkest of all possible dark Batman movies coming out here in a week or the, two. Like three hour, the three-hour Pattinson yeah, Batman? I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. keeping an open mind. but yeah. I have an open mind for Pattinson, but but yeah, um, their track record post-Nolan is abysmal. And a gambling man would not would not uh, put a red penny on these on these clowns. And, and to that, I, I wonder if the people over at uh, whoever whoever their respective Kevin Feige is mm-hmm. uh, is just sitting on the good shit till they strike gold. Because why why throw away you know Dark Knight Returns on uh, on the level of content they're able to put out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I'm interested to see the trajectory. Obviously, they've already sort of fallen and are still making movies. So, like, there's still a machine that's chugging along, even though people hate it. The machine's going to keep chugging along. And, yeah. yeah and, and some people love it. Most people hate it. It makes enough money to to not stop chugging. Right. But I, I that would still be my high-level guess as to what's keeping them from doing the grade A comic content is that yeah. they, they only get one shot at it and they don't feel yeah. like they're there. Like, yeah, we what keep other making B minus C plus, and yeah. this this won't be good unless it's an A. B minus is super generous. <laughs> it is very generous. I apologize. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think the thing about the this opening scene too um, that I really didn't get watching it. I didn't feel like this was what they were going for. But having ruminated on this scene for now twenty minutes, but with the three of us, I think it may. I, mean, I think it may speak to what's going on with the the show. Um, this is the most sort of like wrote opening you know sort of like uh little opening bit of a batman episode or a batman comic ever like it's uh this kidnapped girl they're on the there's the news it's like debutante hottie whatever her name is and it's just this sort of like collapsed woman yeah Uh, it's just uh it's been ransomed for five million dollars and i and i i only mention all this to sort of bring up like I think if this was a battle with the Joker and he almost used a gun, that he's been pushed to that near breaking point many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is a milk run. This is a fucking milk run, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, after this sequence, we jump ahead 20 years. And I think this this next part is equally kind of brilliant from a structure perspective to me because... The the first sequence started with like a news thing about Derek Powers. So Derek Powers is is Bruce Wayne's like business partner. The 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 company the is not called business partner. They they right. uh, they make it pretty clear pretty early on that there's some sort of failed hostile takeover that's now a right. some sort of weird merger. I don't yeah, know the business right. law, but I'm that, sure that could happen. Yeah, because they seed it really nicely in the prequel, and then we jump 20 years and like, oh, I wonder what's happened with with Wayne yeah. Powers. Yeah. And so it's still Wayne Powers. Uh, you know, we see Derek Powers on TV, but who's watching it is is Terry, our main character, and he's on like the train. And the first sort of establishing piece of information that we see about this 2038, whatever future, aside from what look to be maybe AI news anchors uh, on the <laughs> on TV, is that the Joker's are a gang that exist. And I love this. I love this whole concept because it's like, it's the whole, like we've jumped for, forward in future. Everything, you know, is gone. Like the Joker is probably dead after what was it? Like mask of the phantasm. Did we kill him in that movie? I don't even remember. Like the Joker is probably long dead at this point, but his legacy lives on in a really watered down shitty way. where just these, the street gang calls themselves the jokers and wears clown makeup. 
and it's like it's a really cool way. It's Cyberpunk one hundred and one, right? The, these are the these are an Akira motorcycle gang. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But and like, in, and, and Akira literally does have the clown gang. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, and, it's it's very Akira. You know, um, like the the echo of the past. But it's a fun sort twist. Like, it's a fun. Yeah. It's a fun spin on that. I agree. Uh, I enjoy although it's it. funny because I, I remember from you know from the show, uh, this is a fun twist that they don't really keep up. Every other villain is some sort of has some sort of excuse for why they've teleported <laughs> into the future. Mm. Oh, you mean you mean you mean the ones that the ones from Batman and yeah, all the classic yeah. Batman, all the classic Batman villains are, don't have a sort of like Joker's spin. They're just sort of in the future. <laughs> right. I mean, Mr. Freeze is like a head in a just... jar, but it's still Mr. <laughs> Freeze. Like... Uh, by the way, I actually have to share a little bit about Mr. Freeze from the trivia. Um, there was a rejected, well, okay, just (laughs) listen to this. (laughs) Mr. Freeze's role was originally just a one-off gag appearance where Terry getting a soda for Bruce and in an awkward moment would find Mr. Freeze's head and they'd briefly stare at each other and then Terry would close the fridge and give the soda to Bruce. (laughs) 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 Bruce just keeps his fucking fridge. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And he just like. They share a moment and close the fridge, like never huh. speak of it again. Uh, you know what I think is interesting about this show uh, is also that, and this this gets into some some more deeper Batman lore. But like, um, you know, but when Andy mentions like whatever happened in Mask of the Phantasm, uh, like being continuity with this with this with Batman Beyond, uh, I sort of got the impression uh, lightly, like they don't ever they don't ever commit to to this timeline but it sort of seems like the dark knight returns has happened in this 20 year period right like now we meet an old an even older bruce wayne now he's in a cane um i know i know i'm trapped in a cane (laughs) i don't know Uh, like i said i don't think they're i don't think they're committing to it but it's kind of cool that they work around the possible like they work around shit that takes place in batman's future and keep it yeah keep it consistent Yeah, so when we see like when we see him in his Batcave just before the time skip, he's got all of these all of his, you know, suit, you know, all of his his family suits in the in a glass case. Like they're all kind of like currently not working with him. Like it's, a, he's, it's really it's really effective if you know these characters where it's like why why have they all quit? They're you know, these right. are mm-hmm. some of these people would still be well within crime fighting age. Yeah, and not yeah. to mention he was just doing like Batman Superman team ups, you know, before this. Like there was like a huge party. It was, you know, they had gotten so many bat characters and team ups and crossovers, and then to just jump to like nothing and we don't know what happened. Yeah, and, and it's especially underscored when we go to the extra, you know, 20 more years after that. And when we see inside Wayne Manor and it is just fucking dreary and dusty and cavernous and dark in there. This dude is alone and he was alone in 2019 and it's really upsetting. Yeah. 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 It's it's sad to see. And, and you know, obviously, oh, yeah, he really needed Terry just as much as Terry needed I was going to say, should we get into the Terry of it all? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're going to be here all night if we if we walk through every moment. Um, I mean, we do this every time we start a new I show, know. but still, still, I mean, we love this one, so. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, the, you know, the vibe is really cool. We kind of get our, our layering of characters. We get to meet, like, the high school uh, characters that Terry deals with. Uh, he's got a girlfriend named Dana, 
who's a total babe. This girl's yeah, Dana's, a babe. Oh, yeah. Dana's great. And she's and, pretty fucking understanding. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he keeps his identity a secret from her, at least for a good chunk of time. But like, even so, I know she gets a little frustrated with his weird antics later on. But like in this first sequence, like at the end of this episode, he's like, hey, drive me to Wayne Manor. And she's like, why? And he's like, I'll tell you later. And she still gives him a ride. Like, she's just like, all right, Terry. Cool. Like, she's a she's awesome. She's but, like yeah, but yeah, she is. But for as supportive and understanding as she is, there's uh, there's still like a kind of edge of teenager. Right. Where like Terry's yeah. like, I broke I broke out of my home. My dad tried to ground me. And he, she was like. Smart move, Terry. Good job. Nice. <laughs> I'm, nice, I'm glad Terry. you did that. Yeah. Now we to, now Let's we go to, f- to this club. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, speaking of his dad. So his dad is some kind of uh, Wayne Powers researcher. Yeah. And there's like a conspiracy thing going on with a friend of his who's like covered in spots and is having some kind of weird infection. And he passes off a data disc to his father. Um, and now the powers people are sort of coming after his father because he's got this data disc. Yeah. Uh, and th- I mean, that's why he gets killed, right? I mean, like the what is what is not revealed to Terry uh, in this episode is that Derek Powers is directly responsible for killing his dad. Uh, at the end, when when he comes home and finds his dad is dead, his uh, his home has been graffitied as if the Joker gang did it. Because he had uh, just gotten into a fight with the Joker gang. So he yeah. would be led to believe very, you know, feasibly. Plausibly, that, yeah. It's, yeah. It's believable. That, What's happening right now is very believable that yeah. his dad was yeah. straight up murdered as retaliation for Terry being a street punk. Right. Uh, which is a great crashing down of the veneer of a child's cartoon, right? That like yeah. nothing bad can happen. Your identity, you know, is not going to be... Um, a serious uh, detriment to your to your work as a Batman. Mm-hmm. And, and and then uh, suddenly you realize, like, maybe why Bruce was alone yeah. <laughs> is because this shit happens <laughs> as soon as you become Batman. Yeah, like immediately, like before you're Batman even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's brutal. I will say, though, though, that it's an interesting choice to have this confluence of like, it's that cake and eat it too, where like he gets to feel the guilt. It's like, Oh, my father was killed right, because of my right. actions. Cause of the, cause of the, I engaged with this clown gang and then they killed my father. And then it's also like, Oh, but also it was actually the, the arch rival who killed my father instead. So both of those things happen in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Uh, some other shows I think would like retcon would be like, Oh, you know, a season later we find out that, no, it yeah. wasn't the Joker gang. It was actually faked. And so that they can make it more, I don't know, emotionally interesting. But but to be fair, Terry's guilt is a little bit more, I would think, grounded. He um he only sort of does he only sort of becomes a Batman because he's happened to have found a Batman suit. He doesn't go off and train with ninjas for a decade right. and come back. Right. You know? <laughs> so it, it it it's it's not quite as um origin story y. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just I think it's interesting. And You're I feel not like wrong, though. they it's, almost short change more moments of him sort of feeling guilt and questioning that yeah. sort of like, hey, I fucked around and then found out. Yeah, <laughs> they instead. Yeah, they they fast track it to the Wahoo. This suit is dope moments. Um, right. So that, you know, you get the the sort of wishful Philly bits. Uh, and I'll yeah, I agree with you. They They do not spend probably enough time in that 
in that place where he can where he feels responsible. That being said, he still does feel shitty for all the things he said to his dad as like the mm-hmm. last things he said to him. And that still doesn't change. Right. I yeah, mean, and like, it's a good still, moment. Yeah. You can't control your temper and you'd better if you expect to get anywhere in life. Yeah, I'll be a big success just like you. I'm bailing. Terry. So I, 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 I generally think it still succeeds pretty well. Um, yeah. I, I really like, uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'll start with something I don't like. Will Friedel is maybe not quite used to doing a really serious role yet, uh, here because sometimes the things he says really seriously come <laughs> off like maybe like he's really a sitcom actor that's trying real hard. Um, and maybe that's the writing, too, but I'm specifically thinking of, like, his argument with his dad. Like, Mom would hear me out. You're not living with your mom. Don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's still it's still really good. And, you know, it reads pretty authentically teen angst. And uh, and I and I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kind of disappears into the part for me. It's just I don't know. Just seems like Terry. I don't know. It 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 feels like a natural fit over time. Although, according to the internet, this was his first voice acting role. Uh, he never yeah. done any of it before. I believe Wait, that. It's kind of. It's kind of. We never really got this in sort of in classic Spider Man when he's a teenager, because uh, he's he's just a complete sweetheart with Aunt May. He's just a pill to everybody else. But like, mm-hmm. I can imagine this sort of smart talking, wise ass. Uh, you know, sort of, he's in this heated argument with his dad, and he just can't help himself. Like he's still gonna, he's still gonna smarm his way through this shit. Get yeah, a pot totally. shot in about being, you know, divorced and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to kind of connect a couple of the dots we've talked about, um, the way he meets Bruce Wayne is that uh, he he ends up in this confrontation with the Joker gang. It shows up while he's hanging out with his girlfriend. And uh, they end up in a big motorcycle chase as they're trying to go fucking beat the shit out of him. And he drives out of town. They do an Akira chase. They do an Akira chase. (laughs) And uh, he ends up inadvertently heading towards Wayne Manor. And for whatever reason, Bruce Wayne's standing in the middle of the fucking street. And he kind of veers out of the way and crashes. And then uh, a very fun sequence occurs where the old man can fight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Bruce kicks everyone's ass and it's amazing. <laughs> like they walk I, I love the line uh the one of the gang leader walks up and to the old man he's like, "Who do you think you're talking to, old man? We're the Jokers." Sure you are. <laughs> so good. Oh, there, Kevin there is Conroy. something there is something that I remember from this scene. It like sparked something that has for some reason has stuck with me for the 20 years or whatever since I've seen this. Uh and it's one of the one of the Joker goons. There's a lady as part mm-hmm. of this and her weapon uh on the biking is some sort of weird fleshy spongy yeah. like spiked club it, of it's some like a kind. mace made out of meat almost. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a weird gooey gooey flesh club and I don't know uh, yeah, what was the what are they going for? Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it, that that sparked something long ago of being like deeply confused and and maybe a little intrigued by uh what that thing was. So, uh just a just a tip of the hat to to weird flesh club 
after all these years. Oh, you're a member of Weird Flesh Club too? <laughs> flesh Club for men. <laughs> that just sounds like I'm going to get a flashlight in the mail every month. Oh, <laughs> this one has spikes on it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Old Man Batman is, is really fucking cool, but he needs his medication. And that's when he he's like, he has Terry bring him into his mansion. And uh, after he gets his meds, he just inadvertently old man falls asleep in a chair. And <laughs> Terry ends up hearing a bat that's stuck in the grandfather clock secret door. And he's like, what the fuck's a bat doing in there? And boom, he finds the bat cave. And it uh, it sets everything off. And mm-hmm. once, once his dad is murdered, he goes back to Bruce Wayne to be like, come on, I know you're in there. Listen to me, something stinks in your company. I think it cost my old man his life. The answer's on this. I take it to the cops, but you know how cozy they are with powers? How about you taking a look? Yeah, I should have known you wouldn't care. You're no Batman, you whacked out old fraud. And that's the yeah. that's the first episode. It's pretty fucking good. Like it's really really good. On to episode two. Yes, let's move our way out. Hey, everybody, it's that time when, you know, we're not talking about cartoons as much, but that's only because we have an amazing sponsor we want to talk about. Rory, can you tell us about this week's sponsor, New Bible Television? New Bible Television, everybody. Get ready for this. Get ready. Uh, Make sure your socks are tight. Uh, Make sure your underwear is uh, down. Uh, oh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gartered and 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 dropped. Well, new the new Bible Television is uh, Gen Z hates books, and we all know it. They can't read. Yeah. They're on TikTok twenty four seven. Well, how's Christ gonna How's Christ gonna get into their lives? Well, there's two things. There's there's two things you know about Gen Z. They can't read and they fuck a lot. So enters new Bible Television. This this is. Uh, this is in this is in some of those upper those upper number cable uh, digits. Mm, those, okay, you know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, all the good stuff. Cain and Abel, but they're fucking. They're stepbrother <laughs> and stepbrother, oh. and they love each other. Uh, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. These two cities, but they fuck. These two cities <laughs> uproot. They uproot. And you know, and you know how Gomorrah was always kind of like not. Not as not as down as Sodom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not in the new Bible television, bro. These cities, these cities, full nudity, full dong. We see full dong. <laughs> so you're saying this is this is like this is like Bible hentai that's submissive and readable. <laughs> this is this is what the kids need. You're to, gonna simp for it. You're gonna <laughs> simp for it. Uh, you were gonna you're gonna TikTok all over the place. Oh God! Do you remember the one in the Bible? Do you remember the part in the Bible where, um, uh, do you remember the part where uh, Jesus goes in a cave and they put a boulder in front of him? Yeah, of course. Well, guess what happens in New Bible Television? He fucks that boulder. Jesus yes. has sex. Wow. Jesus All has right. sex with a rock. I uh, always wondered what they were doing in there for three days. Uh, for three whole days, he has sex with a rock until the rock can't take it anymore and allows him. <laughs> and it rolls out. <laughs> <of the way. laughs> It rolls over, it's bent. You're supposed to, you know, <laughs> three, days, three days of sex with a rocker, you the rock, you're supposed to give the rock a break. <laughs> oh, the, truly the king of kings. 
Go off, um, King. <laughs> uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for this hot new Bible that is, it's sex positive. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's incredibly, it's incredibly fluid. Um, it's, yeah. it's all on TikTok. So that's where you find it. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's either this or the end of Christianity as we know it, you know? So it's right. like, you kind of, some of the older folks sort of have to buck up and like, well, really kind of push this. You know, you never know because the one thing we know, the one thing we know about these Gen Z kids, they're not going to go read the Bhagavad Gita. They, we're not worried about them converting <laughs> to a different religion, but we are worried they that they've read, forgotten right. the message of Christ. That he yeah. had sex with a boulder for three days straight. <laughs> and that, that has been lost in the weeds. And then emerged so fresh. <laughs> so satisfied. Yeah, after like 33 years of no nut, of no nut November. <laughs> you know? Which he yeah. did every year, like all the like all the all the Gen Zs, right? You know, not he know nuts Novembers, <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! Yeah, well, be sure to tune in, uh, Gen Z. You'll yeah, like see it. what see what Christ will fuck next. Because <laughs> there's more. The story the story doesn't end with that rock. I'll tell you what. <laughs> he fucks the sky. He goes up. He goes. He goes up. And he goes up and fucks the sky. everybody uh we are back i have uh activated the sort of flying squirrel skin in between my legs and arms to (laughs) fly back to fly back into the bingo bus uh although i realize now that i could have just flown to safety and let the rest (laughs) of you die um but i was so focused on getting back to that bingo bus so i could you know exchange my winnings uh for winning bingo uh, and cash out, you know, I fucked up and is honestly what I did. Uh, but that means we're here together and together we get to celebrate uh, the second episode of Batman Beyond, which is Rebirth Part 2. Terry steals the Batsuit to pursue his father's killer, a professional bodyguard named Mr. Fix, whose employer, Derek Powers, the current CEO of Wayne Powers, is secretly using the company's resources to develop a biological weapon. Womp Bruce Wayne, de- de- <laughs> Bruce Wayne, discovering the theft, deactivates the suit, but when seeing the now helpless Terry being punched out, reactivates it so he can continue pursuing Fix. And in the end, Wayne appears at Terry's house to hire him as a, quote, special assistant. <laughs> I don't like uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he, he keeps the twink around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, so I had a question because... Uh, I think we'll 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 probably answer it next week as we jump ahead through the continuity of this show. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I remember a significantly sort of spryer, livier uh, uh, Batman from Terry McGinnis, you know, rather than the uh, sort of Hulk, uh, hulking monstrosity of of Bruce Wayne. Uh, Do you not Terry's- think they draw him skinny as well in this in this episode? 
I don't think so. He's pretty. He's pretty jacked in the chest. It's a pretty. It's a pretty Donkey Kong situation going on. <laughs> this is a broad-shouldered daddy. Yeah, there's not uh, a teen in there. I think. I think you know. It's he's also, noticeably I'm, smaller, but he's bigger than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They may like. Uh, you know, smelting him, tighten him yeah, up. Yeah, they may tighten him up over time. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, pull that drawstring. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think part of what you're remembering, Rory, as well, is that I noticed this too that he can do he can be a lot more acrobatic because yeah, the animators totally. don't have to draw a cape, and when they yeah. don't have to draw a cape and just do the sort of like body shape, they can do a sure, lot. Nobody more can of be these, mad about like, the physics, right? <laughs> but he also like it's a lot less work, and he you see him like going down a ladder backwards and doing like a backflip down the ladder. And that's the kind of thing that you just, you wouldn't see regular Batman. Do yeah. On ABC's because... The Cape. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, what I also think is that they've established canonically that Batman's future suit is a power suit. Like it enhances yeah, your he, natural strength he's, 10 times. He's a Spider-Man, Batman, and slightly an Iron Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he doesn't actually have to convincingly look like he can throw those punches his sure, suit's doing fair. a lot of the heavy lifting lifting so um oh, the heavy lifting terry mcginnis bruce wayne senpai um <laughs> so uh, this is the one where everything happens. It's the one where everything gets re- really real. Uh, you know, Terry proves he can hack it in the in the Batman suit. Because uh, what happens at the beginning is that he goes and tries to talk to Bruce about like, yo, I need your help. And, you know, Bruce at first like cooperates and reads what's on the disc and is like, oh, shit. Derek Powers is using my company to make fucking nerve gas. Um, But he stops short of letting Terry take the suit. He's like. Fucking no. Batman's dead. You're not Batman. This isn't happening. Get the fuck out of my house. Go to the cops. Deal with the cops. Deal with it. In true boomer fashion, he's just like, no, nah, <laughs> trust the cops. They're fine. And Terry's like, the fucking cops? Are you kidding me? The feeling of like, oh, just go talk to the cops is I, I don't I don't I guess I don't think that's um I don't think that's fair to leverage as a criticism of of the show and the script right now because Terry explicitly immediately is like, what do you mean fucking go to the cops? Yeah, yeah. Like he immediately voices that as like, that's fucking stupid. But viewer knowledge is that he said, give this to Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Tell her I sent you. So what we have, what we now learn is that Batgirl is the police commissioner and will probably do more than the police normally would do for you in this situation. (laughs) But I also like the idea that he's already sort of cast himself as a Batman. Like, go to the cops, but you and me together are both Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Two Batman? Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we don't meet we don't meet Barbara Gordon in this episode, uh, which is too bad because I did not realize that she was voiced by Stalker Channing. Hell yeah. Uh, which is awesome. And I wanted to hear her voice again. Maybe we'll maybe we'll end up seeing her in one of the episodes we watch next week. But um, but yeah, instead, Terry runs off and on the way home, he is essentially accosted by Derek Powers, whose whose brilliant line as he pulls up in a limo to get Terry to get into his limo is. Hello, Terry. Ever had a ride in a limo? The, uh, <laughs> the airplane strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you ever seen a grown man naked? 
it's yeah, it's it's very much just we're gonna beat the shit out of you if you don't give me my disc. Um and he does get the disc, and that is what prompts Terry to go back and steal the suit, and that sets off the rest of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then meanwhile, we see uh, a pretty like expertly uh grotesque for a kid's show sequence of Derek Powers showing off his his cool new nerve gas to <laughs> what might be the Ukraine or Russia uh, dealing with people on their border. It uh, is the Kaznians is uh, what they say is what they say in the in the news broadcast Bruce Wayne is watching about sure, uh, Derek so Powers sort of invented Balkan the, nation. Yes, hundred yes, yes. percent. But it it's one it's close, fully it's a close. Russian guy. Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's yeah absolutely. So yeah, it's gross. Showing, it's a gross deal. Yeah, they're showing um, a series of photographs. So Derek is showing like, hey, we did uh, livestock experiments, and here. And then we'll cut away as soon as things get like really gruesome, and they do. But it we well. do see the guy's reaction face as yeah. he's watching what we assume to be a like what is it like a goat like a like, it's a, like calf. a goat yeah uh, they be put pre- gas like at? entirely dissolved by this horrible nerve nerve gas like that's gnarly. It's also not a nerve gas. No, it's not. It just dissolves no. you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like it's aerosolized like a... acid. <laughs> yes, it's really bad. Uh, and I, I like that. I like that we, you know, rather than have the the bad guy be this scary sort of, you know, completely amoral foreign power that is like, you know, mustache twirly. He is clearly bad. He wants to buy this stuff from Derek Powers. But like as he shows him these images, you can see he's like not handling it. OK, he's like, this is fucking pretty far even for me. And I'm a terrible dictator. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we truly cast Derek Powers as the evil one in this situation. And I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of Star Warsy, right? Where like even even Darth Vader has sort of a no disintegration rule. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. <laughs> That's my one thing. <laughs> no disintegration. You know I hate disintegration. <laughs> Crosses my line. Oh, we uh, learn a really important piece of information, though, which is uh, the guy asks if there's any cure, and he says extreme heat or radiation. <laughs> is there a cure? <laughs> it's so funny to see you see this thing just <laughs> dissolve. <laughs> Yeah, it's like getting nuked and then asking if there's a cure. <laughs> yeah, chamomile and uh, and rest. I mean, I wonder if that's Kisses. an intentional joke, but I I got a little giggle out of it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because there's like a progressive illness to it if it's on a person. Yeah, like, and they do call know. it a nerve gas, so there's a potential. Like you know what I mean? Like it was. It's only funny like just seeing this cow melt and then they've been like, "But what's yeah. the cure?" Yeah, you skeletonize a calf and then it's just like. I've invented a cure for melting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting really hot. <laughs> you might not think that makes sense, but trust me, getting really hot cures melting. Yeah. Uh, oh. So while this is happening, we have Terry is like snooping on this. He's got a cool little device that's uh, he can listen in to stuff by putting his little finger like microchip fingers on I gotta uh, say, the glass. Yeah. Uh, you know, they really walked such a tightrope so expertly 
between giving him a lot of really fun new future tech gadgets without really ever falling into the like you know shark repellent brats bay uh-huh. mm, yeah mm-hmm. you know like it's it's not silly but he's got a lot of fun toys yeah, yeah my favorite as a kid uh, that we see in this episode as well is that his like the his hands like the his fingers on this suit uh can essentially like Wolverine out, or well, not Wolverine. I should say, like more yeah, like they, they, Lady they uh, Lady Deathstrike, and they or whatever. Get, they harden out. Yeah, yeah, they get they really pointy, and he can essentially, like, you know, claw your ass. Yeah, and and he uses it later, like at the end of this episode, to like latch onto the the metal body of a, of a an a airplane. You know and what's like, fun? Couldn't gun, Catwoman gun, gun, do gun. that? Couldn't her suit kind of claw get claw? Yeah, some of them, some of them, yeah. Sort of, sort of yeah. Jack, mm-hmm. Maybe he jacked that from his gal pal. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So I I don't know I, yeah, I I agree with you. Oh, okay. he's, <laughs> he's got you know cool vision stuff in his cowl. He's got a you know two way communication in the cowl with Bruce back in the mansion. He's got you know rocket boots, obviously rocket boots and and glider arms, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, you know he's more like a flight suit than he is like uh, you know a, a traditional hero right, in a cape. The, the integrated cape, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's got the uh, you know the listen in fingers. The cape is on the inside. He's <laughs> <laughs> got ear fingers where your heart lives. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's a cool modest future upgrade. Yeah, there's also a moment when he gets discovered, and there's a report. This is like the first report of there being Batman in 20 years. Yeah. And I think it's Derek who's like, mm-hmm. Batman. And he just sort of, you can hear him sort of playing with the words. Batman. Or some guy dressed like him. We're cutting him off. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Batman. How about it? How about that? Batman. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. And then we have, from there, we have uh, Bruce on the comms. Sort of the the next sort of third of this episode is is the Terry and Bruce sort of like angry rivalry over, you know, over the radio. Yeah. Bruce pulls a pretty fucked up move here. Uh, I mean, I, I, from some perspectives, you understand it. Right. But like he just shuts down the suit and makes it so Terry can't move while Terry's in the middle of a fight with Derek powers, like spooky laser security. And he just turns off the suit and Terry just like the sounds of Terry getting the ever loving shit beat out of him are coming through the comms. And we just see Bruce Wayne sitting in the Batcave, just kind of solemnly listening to him kind of die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he relents and turns it back on, but like that moment only is... when he's about to get shot by a gun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting, you know, to sort of see like how far he's willing to go to not have, There's some, a, you know, which is, yeah. it's, it, this is, this is, um, they, they, this is a continuity sort of flub, I think, because uh, at some point, in the, I guess maybe in the future they change it, and this is this is not the flub. Um, they treat this moment where where Terry steals the bat suit as much more of a less coincidence as a machination from the world's greatest detective that he sort of set up a lot of pins in order for Terry McGinnis to get his hands on this thing to try him out as a Batman. Ah, ah, okay. And I yeah, I thought I saying. got glimmers of that in this one because he sort of there's a moment where he sort of smiles when the kids kind of got gumption. Yeah, 
but I, but the you know the way that the script pans out, it's de- it definitely right. leans more towards I was like confused because he yeah. seemed like he was genuinely pissed that his bat suit got stolen, which is why he turned it off. When all of that makes total sense, right? But uh, we definitely do find out later that to some degree he was trying out Terry, do or at least out? was convinced part way that this was a good idea. Uh huh. Later in the series, not this episode. I apologize. Oh, for oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, there. I also I would like to imagine that we don't get Bruce chiming in on the on the mic for like a little while after Terry's hopped into the suit. And I'd like to imagine it's because he had like 20 years of Windows updates he had to work through on his back <laughs> computer. I don't want Windows 11. <laughs> God, uh, I want to I want to drop a, a, a clip here. So. Terry ends up confronting Powers and Mr. Fix. We didn't really mention Mr. Fix. He's just a big muscle man voiced by George Takei. But Mr. Fix, he has learned, is the one who actually killed his dad. Um, so he's sort of the the target this week. But they're doing the 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 sale of the gas, and they're loading it, they're loading it up in this airship that they're gonna send off to whatever that fake country was. And he shows up and, and has a showdown with Powers and all the security. And he tries to throw a batarang at him. And Powers just shoots it out of the air with a gun. And the line he says is... Like shooting skeet. And yeah. maybe just don't say skeet that hard. Maybe don't pronounce <laughs> it so hard. Like, it's really... Yeah, we can't say that anymore. <laughs> like shooting skeet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I don't, I'm not feeling it. Uh, yeah, but in true comic book fashion, Terry throws one of the uh, gas canisters at him. He shoots it out of the air reflexively, but then the gas, of course, comes out and gets all over Derek Powers, like ski. and like ski. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and Terry has now created his arch rival in his origin story, which I don't know. We we sort of finger quotes have to do these days, but um. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's okay. I, I, yeah, I do so, not hate this. So after this moment happens, there is also the the plane takes off with Mr. Fix and the gas canisters in it. And there's sort of a tussle. And then it just sort of sinks. I don't I feel like it's a little bit of a whimper. Like it's a little bit of a it's not like a hero moment. Nothing like really interesting mm. happens. The plane just kind of goes down and sinks with Mr. Fix in it. We assume maybe he probably got out, but we don't know. Or maybe and he died. And maybe he died, and then, uh, you know, Terry leaves, I guess, kind of off screen. Um, but surely it's not that hard to go get the gas canisters from the bottom of the bay or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the it's, future. We got submarines. We can go fucking just get them. Yeah, and then we just go to, like, a slight time wipe where Terry's at his house and he gets confronted by Bruce. But it's just, it's a weird way to leave that whole sequence because, again, yeah, it's like, nerve gas canisters that are now in the water is that cool <laughs> is that is okay? that better is that okay and then and then he's theoretically after a whole like two-part arc about like the code of killing where he's kind of just left two people for dead and i know that that's kind of batman's like loophole <laughs> a little bit is like oh, i don't have to save you um <laughs> but you know it feels like a little bit of a miss to not have any and and i would hope that they point to this later like hey you you theoretically did kill him like terry kind of did just kill two guys 
(laughs) (laughs) After all of this, like, welcome to being Batman and then, like, being embraced immediately after that by Bruce. And you might you might be like, oh, well, he's a loophole because he wasn't technically Batman yet. But I point you to the dialogue of his fight with Mr. Fix where he goes, you're pretty strong for some clown who thinks he's Batman. I am Batman. First of all, calm down, Terry. You've had the suit for half a day, but also. Well, that's kind of why I mentioned where he's like, he's already decided he's going to be Batman like yeah. way before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I'm never taking this back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the final scene a li- uh, uh, just fine. It's a little schmaltzy, but uh, it's 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 really reminiscent in a backwards way, right? I mean, obviously, this comes way way later in real time, but like, it's a it reminded me of the scene in the MCU where Iron Man visits Aunt May and Peter. Oh, and yeah. has the sort of conversation with Aunt May about how, like, oh, yeah, I'm here to offer him an internship, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, it's that same structure because, yeah. you know, he makes he makes some sort of story about, like, oh, this boy, I owe this boy my life. He defended me against a bunch of hooligans uh, and offers him the job. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we, we're talking about Batman's loophole and, like... <laughs> Ray, can you tell us about Batman's loophole? (laughs) Well, I was just going to say that, like, yeah, he technically doesn't kill. And in the context of a show where you can control the outcome of what of your actions has never killed somebody. But like he goes around hitting people who are not professional fighters, you Mm -hmm. know, right in the fucking head. Like, yeah, people die in his in his orbit. People die. (laughs) Yeah. And it is his fault. Yeah, like there's a there's a there's a reality where he just punches somebody in the head and kills them. You know, that could easily happen because he's just walking yeah. around punching people in the head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tag scene at the very end, we get um, we see Derek Powers being given that radiation cure, uh, but it doesn't work the way he wants. It turns uh, him into a ghost rider monster. <laughs> he's this. Spooky radiation ghost. He's like the the like astronaut skeleton from Scooby Doo. <laughs> you know, he's got he's kind of a green glowy skeleton man. Uh, and he will later come to be known as the supervillain Blight, and he's kind of the arch nemesis, uh, recurring villain. Uh, because also, what's fun about it, and I don't know, again, because we're gonna skip ahead. I don't know if we're gonna see this sort of play out, but my memory is that. He still lives as Derek Powers, but they they like fashion him artificial skin to wear on top of his nastiness. Right. Yeah, I think I remember Red that. I think skin suit. And over the course of a day, it starts like wearing off or whatever. And so you get these awful sequences of him like going back to the privacy of his office and like peeling bits of his Derek Powers skin <laughs> off. It's like, mm. oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool. All right. My final thought before we go to an outro here is. <laughs> I get what they're going for with the sort of like it's it's part of the lexicon that when you do the cyberpunk future, there's a lot more Chinese characters uh, around because, you know, the sort of like, you know, the 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 construct of like the future is more multicultural and multinational and, and you know, and, and global. And so there's a lot more like interplay and stuff. But also 
they could have tried a little harder because one of the one of the, the backgrounds just has a one of the the skyscrapers and the character that's written huge and on the top is the character for tall or expensive. <laughs> I'm like, it's Trump what? Tower. It's just a Chinese Trump Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you're gonna go visit expensive tower. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, fucking all right. Let's go. Let's go wrap it out. Wrap it Let's out. Do it. No, no, you're right. Let's Meant do it. it. No, no second take. Wrap it out. Wrap it out. Okay, everybody, brace for landing. This is going to be really awful. The bingo bus is coming straight to. Oh, we've already landed. Actually, it was, I don't think we did a really good job. Oh, fun. And and uh, all the all the conflict was completely avoided, and we're fine. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was totally It's a Star was, Trek ending. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's log. It was a lot easier than we thought and we made it. <laughs> it turns out time slows down and you just sort of really you know. No, I'm going to let you finish that sentence. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to give you a second try. Wait, I, oh boy, I really okay. I ran out of gas on it. <laughs> well, thankfully the bingo bus didn't run out of gas. Nope. Uh yeah, I, I'd like to thank you all for riding with us today. Do you think I want to? I, I, I since we all know that the bingo bus is safe and sound on the other side, I, I have to stop <laughs> and God. die. I have to roll it back to to what Andy just said. Do you think that a car running out of gas midair <laughs> you know, would just pl- plummet it like Wiley Coyote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The wheels not? interact with the air and sort of push. <laughs> <laughs> oh no um yeah well we almost lost austin but he came back and everything's fine and we had a really good time talking about the first two episodes of batman beyond here on this bus and i i gotta tell you our initial plan is only two weeks but i might be convinced into a third if we're still vibing it's a it's this <laughs> we'll is see. a good yeah revisit. we set this up a little a, shorty but it's hitting good it's a yummy tasty I I know it's easy. It's Batman, right? I mean, what are you going to fucking do? But there's something about I, I don't know, maybe it's just that like the the Kevin Conroy's voice just like really hits me in a specific way and I know that's literally everyone. I'm not special. But I don't get excited about voice actors. Um, I mean, I like knowing Except about constantly. Them. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, it's not like that. I mean, like I I'm excited to hear them i like their i like following their careers and stuff like you know i'm interested in who's sure, voicing but just what hearing a voice doesn't normally tickle your butt right like hearing it not necessarily and also like if they're at a convention like, like i go to emerald city comic-con on occasion and i don't wait in line to go see the voice actors because first of all what am i going to say oh i really liked what you did and they'll go thanks and then maybe they'll sign something and then i'll go ah I finger quotes met them like you didn't. You just said hello to them. And that's cool. And I, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing that experience for people, but I've never wanted it until Kevin Conroy was at Emerald City Comic Con. And I waited in line and I got a signed headshot from him and I walked away beaming because like this. I don't know. There's something about him. There's something specific about him. And he's a really cool dude. And I love his voice. Anyway, yeah. that's that's my yeah. little fanboy moment. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got the magic. It's magic happens when when he's Batman. And uh yeah, it's, you know, not to mention you pair that with that just like incredible art direction and the like just the that beautiful hand drawn animation 
of this whole sort of Tim verse. There you go. I'll use it. Uh, it really it it takes you back like nothing else, and and there's there's you know nothing quite like it. Yeah. Now you say something nice, Rory, about Kevin Conroy. I just in general, just say one nice thing. I'd like <laughs> <Yeah>. context. <laughs> this is the Conroy section of our podcast where we all bow to Kevin. No, yeah, the 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 anti Sorbo, <laughs> the good Kevin. Kevin. Kevin has no, to. No, he's all, to our he's podcast. obviously great, and I and I and I feel similar. Like, mm-hmm. um, that uh, you know, he played an iconic character in a very formative time in all of our lives, and yeah. that's that's just is what it is. It's and a cheat code. It's a cheat code. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We got Rory on on microphone talking about a voice actor. Oh, we got you guys. Baby. We are good to go. I think we can uh, quit the pod now, probably. Yeah, yeah, we got it's it. done. That's all we needed. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. You've been we served. Will... <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>